Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tea Time with Fifi, and I'm your host, Felix III, but you can call me Fifi if you're freaky. We are back, and we have more music, more stories, and more tea for you. For those tuning in for the first time today, I'm a musician, teetotaler, and lover of all things shiny and supernatural, and we are broadcasting live from my kitchen in East Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York, where the first Rat King was originally spotted in the L train tunnels. So let's talk about music. There's a lot of fucking music out there, and I am here to try to help you find some new stuff. And I don't mean brand new, although it can be, but I mean new like going to a garage sale of a hoarder in Cleveland, Tennessee by the local butcher's wife after he passed away and she decided to air out all his dirty laundry for years of embezzling from the town and having many, many homosexual affairs with Tom, Dick, Harry, and probably even a Stan, a Dan, a Mike, or a Larry. And there it is, on the lawn, some mint condition, hand-carved, wooden handcuffs made from the local homegrown freaks who like a kink. And you try them on, and suddenly you're transcended to 1972, and you're in a room with her husband, who just wanted to be a good straight boy, but he really, really, really likes this German soldier he met in East Berlin, and the soldier likes him, and the two of them both like cigarettes and talking about Bertolt Breck. And he's about to go back to America to commit a life of restraint. But for this night only, he's going to explore what it means to be a philosopher of love in German.
It's no secret that I love the weird, the alt, the glorious freaks of nightlife. When I first started in New York City, I go-go'd at Pyramid Club for a burlesque show hosted by nightlife legends Miss Kitten and Anna Curtis. I was living on Avenue A and 2nd Street, four blocks from the club. I had a friend who was like, you want to make some fast cash? And I was like, sure. And they were like, okay, bring some fishnets, some Q-Dundee, and show up at Pyramid Club at 11 p.m. When I got there, I was really nervous. I wasn't naive in the sense that I'd been going to clubs since I was 14 years old, which is another story. But I had really never seen performances like this. There was this dazzling uh, burlesque performer in a sequin corset, patent leather thigh-high boots, and a pig mask doing a striptease for some goths who were pretending to not love the show. My friend Oria came up to me and said, put on your fishnets and those panties and jump in that window. Your job is to get those people to come into the club. Also, nice mullet. Here's the Pyramid Club, which has just announced it was closing, and to all the legends that passed through these doors. There was a little black girl in the Brewster Projects of Detroit, Michigan. At 15, she was spotted by an Ebony Fashion Fair talent scout, and her modeling career took off. You better work. Christy, watch the lady out of sight. 
have one thing to say. You better work.
it is time for Chihuahua Hour. So let's start with the legend. Legend has it that Chihuahuas can transfer the illnesses of their owners to themselves because the love that they have for their owners is that strong. There's actually a woman who announced that her Chihuahua cured her of her asthma. So we'll leave it at that. I asked you listeners to send me photos of your chihuahuas and I would describe them on air. So our first chihuahua of the day and our first chihuahua of tea time with Fifi, his name is Ducky. Ducky is white with little dashes of cream and caramel around his ears. He's got the face of a wise old man. He's a little grumpy looking but with soulful eyes and he looks like he loves laying on fluffy bank blankets. He has soulful eyes and he likes laying on fluffy blankets. Some of his favorite things to do are napping, sleeping, taking a siesta, and lounging. Our second chihuahua of the week, Cyrus Will Scarlet, who is a cheap pin. For those who don't know, a cheap pin is a chihuahua, pin, uh, chihuahua pincher. He looks to be about eight pounds tan and chocolate coating. His ears are about three inches tall, much like that of a fennec fox, and he's wearing a little white bow tie. He's very, very cute. It's now time for locally sourced tea, where you can try new flavors of new artists from all over the world. This week, we feature the artist Emil Mosseri, who's a friend and family member, and who is also our hometown hero, heartthrob, 
and composer nominated for an Oscar for this next track called Rain Song. Emil has been busting his ass and burning his feet long before Hollywood called. So break a leg tonight, Emil. And if you haven't seen Minari, uh, the film that he composed the music for, you need to get on it. It's a story of a Korean-American family who moved to rural America to start a farm. To put it simply, it's a story of an American dream and what we do to make our dreams come true. I paint my fingernails 
So there's this, uh, this woman I read about several years ago. I wish I could remember her name, but I can't. And I've tried, and I've tried to find her name. I've done an extensive Google search without any luck. Well, anyways, I'll get to her story. So she'd always been a homemaker, and at the age of 70, her husband died. Uh, in this interview, she said that the happiest years of her life were between 70 and 90. And this was not because she didn't love her family or she wasn't happy with her husband. Um, it was because she'd always wanted to do three things. She'd always wanted to speak Spanish, do yoga, and play piano. But she never had the time because she had to raise her family and then she also had to raise her, help raise her grandkids and then care for her husband um, as he got older. So between the years of 70 and 90, she started all those practices. And by the time she was 90, she was teaching yoga. She could play anything she wanted to on the piano. And she was fluent in Spanish. And I think about her every time I feel like time is running out. So, listener, time is infinite, but our energy is not. So focus on the things that bring you joy and satisfaction because you deserve it. You deserve everything that you desire, and I believe in you, and so should you.
So I want to talk about um, unusual relationships of the past. Ella Fitzgerald was a vocal uh, was a vocalist and overall musical pioneer of the 50s. However, she was limited greatly because she was black, and the Jim Crow laws of the South really prevented her from playing in clubs and getting bookings. And then, when she did play in clubs, um, white clubs specifically, she would get arrested on numerous occasions. There's one instance that, in her biography, she talks about getting arrested for playing at a white club with Dizzy Gillespie. And the officers had the nerve to ask her for her autograph while she was in jail. So these laws, we don't think about those extending outside of the South. And we definitely don't think about them extending into sunny California, where Americans would like to think that the American dream of the 1950s was created. But those things have, uh, those places had limitations for people of color as well. She wasn't allowed to play at any of the big clubs there, and specifically the Macombo Club in Hollywood. Uh, she couldn't play there because she was black, and they were afraid that the audience would be alienated by that. In walks Miss Marilyn Monroe. So this is the duo and the unusual relationship I'd like to talk about. Ella says in her own words, I owe Marilyn Monroe a real debt. She personally called the owner of the Macombo and told him she wanted me booked immediately. And if he would do it, she would take a front table every night. She told him, and it was true, due to Marilyn's superstar status, that the press would go wild. The owner said yes, and Marilyn was there, front table, every night. The press went overboard. After that, I never had to play a small jazz club again. She was an unusual woman, a little ahead of her time, and she didn't know it. So here's to women supporting women.
just come off it. Just, just, it just come off it. Just, just, just come off it. Just, just, it just come off it. Arrogant. You're being arrogant.
it's okay to be a boy. But for a boy to look like a girl is degrading. Because you think that being a girl is degrading. But secretly, you'd love to know what it's like, wouldn't you? What it feels like for a girl.